0: Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast, the new voice of voice of success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys, and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison
1: again, everybody, this is Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space, and people that have a message, a journey, a story, um, just things that we can listen to, um, first of all, to be inspired, but the other part is to be able to take some bits and pieces out of those things and hopefully apply them to our own lives as well. And I know today is one of those because it's a very broad topic that um, I think has uh, um, applications to uh, pretty much anybody listening today. And and so I'm really happy to have Lucille uh, Osai today. Um, She is a communications trainer, speaker, advisor, author, and multi-award winning blogger as well. Um, She helps professionals, entrepreneurs, leaders um, amplify their communication skills so that they can increase their influence, excel in their careers, which I'm sure most of us want to do, and boost business results, if if that's important as well. She's the best-selling author of Influence and Thrive, How Professionals, Entrepreneurs, Business leaders and corporations use effective communication skills to get results. Global Gurus ranked her as number five on their list of communication professionals in 2022. Um, And uh, so again, uh, uh, we were talking just before we came on, Lucille, I'm sure things are very busy for you. So thank you very much for taking the time today. Really appreciate it.
2: It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Jamie. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, when you look back at your your career so far, um, mm-hmm. you uh, you studied London School of Economics. You were probably in more traditional business um, related roles, and then you've moved mm-hmm. into communication, consultation, and coaching. Um, why that um, Why that path? I guess for you, you know, where did where did that come from? As you were kind of you know defining yourself that way.
2: Yeah, it's really really interesting because it wasn't really planned. Mm -hmm. It was definitely not planned. (laughs) Uh, Just like you said, um, I I completed a master's at the London School of Economics. And then my first job was a trade promotion role. Yeah. (laughs) At uh, the embassy of Sweden and the Swedish Trade Council in Nigeria. But but what, what my life has been was has been that over the years, I've been very interested in communication. And um, I was that child who always used to read, read a lot, and, but I was shy and quiet. But I just noticed that when I started in the business world, I just started really getting interested in communication. You know, and my first role was a communication role as well. So I had to do a lot of writing. I had to interact with professionals and diplomats. Yeah, uh, Swedish diplomats um, from abroad, and um, a lot of writing was part of the role. So I had to really tweak my writing skills and my influencing skills and persuasion skills and all and all of that. But it wasn't until a couple of years later. Um, I took a break, a career break. I know it was quite early <laughs> yeah. um, uh, to become a, a stay-at-home mom for four years. And that was the pivotal moment I just became obsessed with communication. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just started researching a lot. I always wondered why things were not right when leaders communicated or when there was a crisis, a corporate crisis, why they didn't get their messaging right and so on and so forth. And I just decided that, you know, I just needed to do something about it. So I started a blog, yeah, impulsively about 10 years ago, and I started blogging monthly on communications, started researching. And the more I blogged, the more interested I became in communication and the more insights I started to share. And then the blog um, got quite a lot of recognition, but I was just doing it to just share my passion and to also Increase my knowledge in the field, and then fast forward a couple of years later, I landed a role at the Lagos Business School. It's one of the top business schools um, uh, um, in Africa, actually, mm-hmm. and globally ranked. And yeah. guess what? So the role was a communications role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a communications coaching role. And then over the years, I just built the knowledge, and then built, and I started interacting with a lot of executives. Um, executive MBAs and I started doing seminars and workshops and I started really realizing that communication and effective communication was a problem was really a problem and it was a problem that MBA students face and experienced executives face even leaders face and entrepreneurs face and I started to just um They're becoming um, very interested in how to help them and how to devise ways and strategies to just help them to tweak their communication skills so that they could go ahead and do those amazing things in their businesses and careers. And it just went from there. And then I wrote a book on it and it just... Yeah, um, it, uh, it
1: exploded after that. Uh, I mean, obviously, just, I mean, yeah, you, you've exploded. done so many things, and and I, I just wanted to touch on one thing there that you um you talked um, about um you know influence and how that's actually yes. connected to your communication skills, and and I'm sure that's why you know your blog and some of those things have have become very popular because um, mm-hmm. I think most people want to be able to um, you know increase their influence and and some of those things. What what is that connection? Do you see you know um, how does your effectiveness in communication impact your your ability to influence people
2: uh that's a fantastic fantastic question well here's the thing yeah people need to feel connected to other people yeah and um, once we we can make the connection and we can make ourselves relatable and we can basically paint a picture of the ideal situation for the next person we yeah. easily buy into that vision yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you do. It doesn't really matter what field you work in. You know, you could be an accountant, you could be a CEO, you could be a business developer. But if you need to sell your ideas, or you, if you need to communicate in a way that will get massive support for your goals, for your budget, um, for your vision, followership, and all that. I realized over the years that it really boils down to how you communicate. So just knowing the tools to communicate with and how you communicate. And that could cross across how you communicate non-verbally, how you communicate in virtual interactions, just like we are communicating now, uh-huh. how you communicate one-on-one, how you speak persuasively to move hearts and coax people to action, and how you write You know, writing is a very, very big deal. It's really a big deal. I know there tends to be a lot of books and a lot of resources and training for speaking, but I would really like to see a a bit more emphasis placed on writing because it's almost, it's, people might forget what you say, except the that. but when you write something, it's almost words in novel, yeah? It's just something you can refer to time and time again. And I just realized that if you were able to communicate in a very persuasive way, through whatever mediums, then you are likely to get the support you want and it's also a fantastic way to set yourself apart from your peers and to really get the support from the c-suite to get support from entrepreneurs even pitching when you're pitching your products and so on and so forth you need to know how to communicate to touch hearts yeah and to move minds in your favor and i've often heard jamie that um People, because they're people, they tend to make decisions based on emotion and then they rationalize those decisions with logic. So get to their hearts first. I know sometimes you think it's all the facts and the figures and and all that, but get to their hearts first and paint a picture of how the world would be beneficial for them using your solution, your idea, your formula, and then you just go in for the persuasiveness and then you know, tweak your, your skills and you tweak your speaking and tweak your writing. And there are some elements that you can deliberately adopt that will make it easy for you to have a compelling um, argument, yeah? With the right emotion, with the with the right credibility and so on and so forth. And it just becomes easier to um, to get that impact. And it really doesn't matter where you're from. Like you, I'm, I'm from Nigeria. I'm yeah, African. Yeah, yeah. I'm African. I'm from Nigeria. I'm based in I'm, I'm based in Lagos, Nigeria, and you're you're from the from the United States. You know, yeah. effective communication is effective communication. Yeah. yeah? So it really doesn't matter um, who you are, and you really shouldn't be limited by you know geography or your location or your you know your background or whatever education or lack thereof. If yeah. you are able to communicate persuasively. Yeah, you will be able to get results. And at the corporate level, effective communication, and there's a lot of research that has proved, proven this as well, effective communication leads to increased employee engagement, which in turn, it leads to a whole range of positive business results, Yeah, from higher productivity to financial performance to extra profits. profits for shareholders to the happiness at work to Different things, so it's that's basically a strong business case to take your communication seriously.
1: You, you know what I? I and I love that you talked about how it is a tendency for individuals getting a message to um mm-hmm. to first have that kind of the heart emotion piece, and then yeah. if if you're sold on that part of it, then everything after that is being able to justify it to yourself and other people by the facts. And, and I think, um, you know, a a lot of people listening will probably, um, you know, really connect with that, especially entrepreneurs and uh, and others about, um, you know, usually when you come together with a presentation, they're coming together with what are all the facts, what are all the trends, what are all of those things, but maybe missing some of the piece around how do you tell the story? How do you connect people to the story? Um, you know, do you see, maybe, maybe I'll ask on the, the you know, I don't say negative side, but on the side where if people are making mistakes on some of these mm-hmm. things, uh, do you see some standard mistakes that people are making that, uh, you know, that, that are, are kind of either easy to correct or things that people should be aware of when they're communicating?
2: Absolutely. Um, I I think it's it's better for me to break it down into different groups. So sure. you have None you have one on one. I have non-verbal communication, yeah, we often think that you know, um it's not really important. We can just be ourselves and you know we should be comfortable and authentic, but there are certain body language cues that we could display that unfortunately could uh, make people see us in a negative light, yeah, and and all that. So if I were, to have this conversation with you and i'm here I'm, I'm i'm doing this and i'm doing like yeah jamie it's really nice to be here and uh, i'm i'm really really happy to be here and it's been a fantastic day you would see the drop in energy you would not feel yeah. connected you will not be engaged and you probably want this meeting to be over as soon as possible yeah, yeah? so yeah just just sitting up upright um, and and um looking at the eye you know uh, Mimicking the eye contact, I'm looking directly into the camera, I'm not looking at my picture here. Yeah, then the connection that will keep the conversation going. So just little tweaks. When it comes to speaking, just ensuring that we know exactly what we want to say and that we are very, very clear on the point we are making. I'm connected to a fantastic gentleman called Joel Schwarzberg. And uh, I'm reading his second book and it's called Get to the Point." And the entire book is based on how to identify your points, how to champion your points and elevate your points so that you get the results that you make. So you need to be very clear about the points you're going to make. So even if it's a pitch, um, it's a, a presentation, are you going to inform somebody or would you like them to do something or feel a certain way so that some things can change? You have to be clear about the point that you're going to make, yeah. Then when it comes to writing, again, short, simple, and clear with a very, very strong call to action. So there are different, shall I say, hacks that we can all use that will tweak our communication and make us more compelling. And the beauty about communication is that it doesn't have to depend on your skills or lack of, yeah effective communication and superb communication can
1: be learned interesting that um you know simplicity i think is is the one thing that uh, a lot of people do lose and assume that you have to be very verbose and all of those things and and right. a lot of times it's actually the opposite to get your message across and um and, and it ties mm-hmm. into a little bit i mean you were talking about um how things have become very international now i mean yes. you know you mentioned that you know we, we're talking in, in very different parts of the world, which is yeah. is one of the, the the I think coolest things about kind of what we yeah. can do now. Um, you know, is there any uh, are there any things that are different? I mean, you you talked about yeah. you know how how you maybe structure things are the same. Are there things yeah. that you have to um, you know we've got listeners all over the world? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Are there things that you do have to be aware of, or, or things that uh, might be slightly different depending on your connections mm-hmm.
2: internationally? Absolutely. And and this is another really really great question. This is another (laughs) fantastic question as well. Yeah, because um when you're communicating with people of different cultures, you need to be very, very careful not to assume that there's a standard way that will be acceptable to the other party. Yeah. And this becomes extremely important. Of non-verbal communication and non-verbal cues because a gesture i may make here might be perceived the wrong way by somebody from a different culture mm-hmm. so what i usually advise is that if you're going to be doing business internationally you know, across regions and all that and if you're lucky to have a face-to-face or an in-person engagement then before you do your preparations and before you travel please take some time to find out from the organizer just what the cultural norms are and what you should avoid. It's a very simple question. Mm. Don't just assume. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. assume that eye contact is necessary and that you go to maybe the Southeast Asia where eye contact, you um, direct eye contact might not be taken very, very favorably out yes. of respect for yes. someone of the higher station, for example. So you just need to find out and, and ask questions and that would really help. That would help when you're speaking face to face and that would happen when you're speaking in a group, you know. Um, you, if you want to do business, perhaps in certain cultures, you just don't start with business. You start with asking about their families, for example. You know, right. you start with a preamble, you know, to break the ice. So you need to find all those things out. Now, when it comes to writing, it becomes a little bit easier because they they tend to be um, there tends to be a sort of standard norm that people would expect for professional communication. Yep. So what I always suggest is that when you're communicating with people you're unfamiliar with, err by being cautious. So go for a more formal tone than an informal tone. Yeah. Yes. So if I were to reach out to you, Jamie, and um, you know, maybe to um find out about the possibility of me getting on your podcast. So I would say, for example, oh, good afternoon, uh, Jamie Allison or Mr. Allison, I would like to inquire. You know about the uh, possibility of appearing on your podcast, etc. I wouldn't just say hi, Jamie, or Yo, Jamie. Yeah. You know, just yeah. because I think you are from the United States and you're a little bit um um uh, easier to get along with. So yeah. there are standard norms that you would uh, expect to to adhere to, and yeah. as the relationship becomes a bit more relaxed. Yeah, more relaxed and more familiar. You can change this tone and and all that. And then in some cultures, for example, in my culture, um, Nigeria, we're very big on titles. Yeah, we're very big on titles and and so on and so forth. And we could have professional titles, like a PhD could be called professor or doctor. Then we could have local titles, like chief and so on and so forth. So if you want to reach out to me, you need to ask which title I would prefer to be addressed with. Would I prefer to buy Dress by maybe Lucille Osai mm-hmm. or Doctor Lucille Lossai, or Professor yeah. Lucille Osai or uh, Honourable po- or Chief Lucille sai You would know. Yeah. Subtle things could make a very very big impression and could cause dis- disrespect if not done the right way. So generally for international communication, I just say just air by being cautious, be a little bit more formal at the beginning, and don't take any for granted, don't assume things, ask lots of questions, because yeah. what that communicates to the second person is that you're willing to learn and you out of respect, you want to make a good impression. And people just, you know, they just like to be treated with respect. Yeah. They like to be treated with respect. And that's a fantastic way to break the ice as well.
1: Well, uh, I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's great advice. I mean, a lot, uh, a lot in there and, and packaged in there, but I, I think, um, wow, uh, great stuff. Um, you know, the, the other thing that you mentioned earlier is the one, the one thing that's, it's, uh, I think if you're an introvert, you may think, Oh, this is more of a challenge for me than other people, or it's something that's scarier for me than other people. Um, you know, it, are there, are there things that, um, that you think, uh, you know, is there anything different that you would say to somebody who's introverted and, and uh, you know, concerned about, it, especially mm. maybe face-to-face and and mm. how I go about yeah. doing that to make sure that I can leverage and influence people?
2: Okay. I'm an introvert. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. Yep. That's why I was
2: knowing <laughs> when you were doing that. Yeah. And, uh, when I say this in class, especially when I'm doing my lectures and sessions, you know, sometimes I hear gasps, yeah? I hear gasps yeah. and people are like, no way. And those who know me know that I'm an introvert, but Because I know how important it is to be able to communicate well and to connect well with people, there are certain things that I do deliberately when I'm in public that I have to be very consistent with. Yeah, And then for people who are a bit concerned, I would just say, if you try to focus on the other person, so that's a fantastic hack as well. So networking and all that, instead of focusing on yourself and then all those nerves come in, you just focus on the other person, you ask intelligent questions, and then really show that you're interested, um, display active listening, repeat or paraphrase what you've just heard. That makes you approachable. And that's almost the secret to, to making you having um, what's the word? Um, charisma. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, really strange. It's really, really strange because people love to talk about themselves. Yeah? yeah, they love to talk about themselves and what they're doing and so on and so forth. But here's the thing you cannot passively listen, you really have to be invested in listening. And then I think also for introverts, and I'm speaking from personal experience, there has to be, you need to know what your limits are. So I wouldn't go to a networking event and expect to be um, in full force for one hour. I'll be exhausted. Yeah, I'll be drained. I'll be exhausted. My limit would probably be like 30 minutes. Out, and I need to tell myself, reframe my thinking, okay, I'm going in for 30 minutes. I'm going to try to connect and meet a lot of important people. And after that, I'm out, and I'm going to retire to recuperate, to recharge, and that's and that's what I do. And I always ask myself, what will I like to get out of the um, out of the interactions? And perhaps I just want to connect with people and all that. And I think people really appreciate it when you when they feel you feel invested in their stories and in in in, in, the pot- in the potential of having to collaborate and all that, as opposed to you just going in. And just everything being about yourself, what you're doing, and and all that, and all that. So I think that's a fantastic way. Then if we if we bring it back to the corporates, you know, to work, you know, um, there are just little things that you could do, even as intro as an introvert, that would also put you in a good light. Yeah, because introverts sometimes they need that extra time to analyze and process things before they speak, which is fair enough, you know. But yep. if you can make one point during meetings. Yeah, it could be maybe after everybody has spoken, if you need a, a, a lot of time to you know gather your thoughts, or it could even be just summarizing the points that you've made or uh, everybody else has made, or just finding out what the next steps are. Just having, just starting small. Tell yourself, I'm going to make one comment, one suggestion. I'm going to speak up once. Yeah, but you make sure that it is done well and it is very, very clear. You will be remembered yeah even after everybody has spoken oh like oh yeah so if everyone has spoken and you have nothing to say and you know it's important for your visibility to speak up you don't say okay i'd like us to summarize i would like to summarize all the points that have been made one two three jessica said this john said this jamie said this so what are the next steps how do we proceed I And mean, you don't need to be the team leader to do that yeah and if you don't if even if that is even a challenge, then you could just keep an eye on the timer. Like great work, i appreciate all the suggestions. You know we're running out of time. You know, could we please wrap up and you know just mm-hmm. talk about something and all that? But take an active part because unless you start to communicate, unfortunately, your great ideas would not be heard. You may be passed over for promotion, and people, frankly, including bosses, would not be convinced that you have what it takes to handle challenging assignments or maybe that's what you actually want but you haven't shown yourself or made yourself visible you haven't advocated for yourself you haven't asked for that assignment then it becomes difficult for people to do so little things you could do make over time make a a very very big difference to how you perceived even yeah. as an introvert
1: <laughs> yeah 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 even as an introvert and I I think probably uh you know the 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 difference is is huge for somebody like that who maybe hasn't kind of used some of those tactics before I, I think that's fantastic um you know the one thing um, I'm going to ask you this is a, a different type of question I guess is yeah. that um you know you talked about how important connection is in communication yeah. and and that's one of the drivers um one of the things you see I think a lot of now is there's a lot of division and things, and a lot of very differing opinions in yes. you know in the world and in between yes. people and, and things like that, and and even workplaces um, can yeah. be a little more difficult right now because there seems to be more of a divide instead of less and less connection yes. instead of more. Um, any thoughts on how um, we might overcome some of that, or or ways yeah. that um, you know personally and professionally might be um, important to make sure that we start to build some of that back and maybe bring a little more. Connection into things through
2: communication. Yeah, I I think it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and not to be too quick to judge, mm-hmm. and um, not to be too quick to succumb to biases. I, I know it's quite difficult uh, and all that. So, for example, if I if, if we are colleagues and I've had a a, a, a cordial relationship with you, and then I receive an email, and you're like, Lucille, um. Please, please send send the, the the report at four PM. And the tone is off. And I know that's not how you are usually. Instead of just getting defensive and irritable, you know, I would probably would I make pick up the call and I was like, oh, oh Jane, I got your email. Is everything okay? You know, you know, would you like to discuss it? I'm ready to help and and so on and so on. Because people go through a lot of things that they may not be able to reveal. So on a personal level, uh, that is it. And I think when it comes to groups of people. And that's why we talk about inclusion and diversity and so on and so forth. It's really important, and I know this is this is quite difficult, but it's really important again to give people the benefit of the doubt and not just to assume that minorities cannot communicate properly because they speak with accents, or um or females might not be ambitious because you know, you know, they're quite comfortable in their own in their own zones and, and so on and so forth. And just being open, I think that is and another thing i also have found out in my work is that you can disagree with somebody without being disagreeable yeah so you can you you can you you can oh i respectfully i I disagree i hear what you're saying you validate because everybody has an opinion and everybody's opinion is valid so you can just say oh you shouldn't feel that way but guess what i do feel that way yeah so you can not come and tell me how and how i should not feel but it's a different conversation if you see that, okay, I understand that this is uh, this is a, a testing uh, uh, situation. I understand that this is a sensitive situation and all that. I may not be able to relate, but I do appreciate you sending in and all that. Um, is there any other way that we can discuss this? Or, you know, is there a compromise? Or is there something we can do? And if it's not, just okay. I wish you well. Unfortunately, it, it won't work out this time. But I do wish you well. And you maintain good relationship. So if something happens the next time, it's not awkward. For either you or the other person to approach, you know, to approach the other person and say, hey, you know, let's think about, you know, collaborating on this project or, you know, would you like to discuss a certain situation? But if you make up your mind, become judgmental and then go go gone home, yeah, Yeah. and all that, then you close, you close that opportunity and then it becomes very awkward if that is a colleague with whom you have to work with in the future, that's where you get all the tension, yeah? A- yeah. And all that. So I think just giving people the benefit of the doubt. So I, I, it's something I'm, I'm trying to do, especially on LinkedIn because I get occasionally very unprofessional uh, contacts. And um, initially I used to be very quick to block. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm not my proudest, you know, <laughs> moment. I used to be very quick to block, but now I, I, you know, I tend to take a bit more time. I'll just say, oh, I'm not comfortable, you know, with the way this is going, or this is not very professional, or I appreciate it if you just get it. And sometimes the other person, and I found out that this happens with foreigners as well, the other person was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, okay, that's fine, you know, and that's, and and that's a potential relationship saved. I may or may not do business with that person, but you know, but it ended on a nice cordial note. You know, but of course, if the person crosses the line and you you keep communicating and keep saying that this is uncomfortable so for me, I don't appreciate that, and then you know, you, that's what the block button sure. is for. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Really.
2: <laughs> that's that's the reason it's there. You yeah. know, but um, but I think generally, and that would help if you're working in a multicultural. Um, environment, because people's beliefs are different, maybe different. Their outlooks may be different. Their backgrounds may be different. And because you are the min- sorry, the majority doesn't mean that you override the valid op- opinions and expressions and experiences of the minority. So it might sound a bit simplistic, but I think just just. Uh, being open, being flexible, and just giving people the benefit of the doubt. Let them prove you wrong or prove you right or or whatever the case may be. I think that would really help, especially for leaders, especially for leaders, for supervisors, for CEOs and all all that. I mean, I wouldn't want to mention any names, but there's something going on globally about some layoffs. And I just feel that a certain CEO and the tech industry could have handled it much better yes i I think i know who you mean i think i know who you mean yes
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right that uh, it seems like uh, in many ways we're defaulting the other way rather than uh, doing, doing a much better job. And so hopefully hopefully that person or people maybe listen uh, <laughs> people. listen to you over the next little while. Um, yeah. So one thing, you know, we ask every guest that, that comes on, Lucille, is, um, and we have had so many great kind of actionable things in, in the conversation today. So thank you for that. Um, maybe just to kind of tie a bow on some of it is just that if there are two or three things if people are just listening today and they're they're starting to to think about okay you know what i want to do a better job at being able to communicate or influence people are there a couple of quick things that you think or or things to focus on that um you know to leave the listeners with as uh you know a couple of action items they could do themselves
2: okay so let me leave the 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 beautiful audience and kind listeners with my three rules of effective communication and these rules come the foundation on which you can build your communication skills so rule number one always consider your audience yeah so always consider who it is you're going to be communicating with because your preferences may differ the priorities may differ and so on and so forth so the way you would probably communicate with me will be different from the way you communicate with uh, um um president biden if you got a one-on-one with it it will differ yeah we know so consider your audience the second thing is what I call the three beacons, to prioritize the three beacons. Keep your communication simple, keep it brief, and keep it clear. So simplicity, brevity, and clarity. You cannot go wrong with that, especially being brief. You know, if you're going to be doing a a pitch, that's why pitch competitions, you have like two or three minutes, and sometimes elevator pitches, and so on and so forth really really important the the beacon of clarity is a little bit different from simplicity when you are clear in your communication you usually communicate what you would like the audience to feel to think or to do so there's a call to action you must include otherwise it's a so what fantastic wow brilliant then nothing gets done yeah mm-hmm. so keep your communication simple brief and clear rule number two and then no, rule number three um, is feedback. You know, as much as possible, ask for feedback and then give feedback. Yeah. If you're a leader, please give feedback because it's very awkward for your direct reports to keep on asking you what you think, how they perform. It's very, very awkward. So give feedback. And if you ensure that your feedback is, um, to, has two components, it's timely, yeah, and it's factual. So timely, please give it as soon as you can. Even if it's unfavorable, please give it a semantic and factual based on what you know. So if you don't have a complete picture, just at at this time, I don't have the full picture, but this is what I do know. And then give the feedback based on that. So again, very, very simple. Three rules, audience, speakers, feedback
1: perfect perfect um, and and so you know i'm sure people are l- listening and wanting to make sure that they uh, they get more i think over the next little while so Lisa, what are the um, best ways for people to be able to to follow you and and maybe buy your book um you know or, or um at yeah. least even connect with your block and uh, yeah there we go that's that's it right there so let's make sure that people can connect with that so what are some of the best ways to do that
2: okay so the best way would be linkedin um that every journey <laughs> virtually every day on LinkedIn. So just, you know, look for me, Lucille Ossai, or my website, lucilleoessai.com. So dot icom so all the information is
1: there. So Perfect. Those are and the two best ways. We'll put those yeah. in the show notes too, so that people, if you didn't get that, click right through, and uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we have a quick and easy way to be able to get all of that. and And buy the book for sure, because um, oh, you know this is just a, well, this is just a little bit of some of the the great information. And I, I think uh, you know you've you've shared a lot of really. Um, um you know important information but also some some actionable stuff that people can take away which is which is great. Oh and to the audience if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast do that now. Yeah. We have great uh, people every week just like Lucille so uh, so make sure that you do that. Um and otherwise again um thanks for sharing so much uh, great information with our audience today Lucille. Absolute really pleasure. It. I
2: appreciate you being inviting me on the show. No Thank problem. you so much.
1: No problem. Thank and you. Uh, to everybody else we will talk again on Big Idea Big Moves.
2: Hit that
0: subscribe button yet? Go on, you know you want to. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at big idea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.